There it is again, the theme. Welcome back to Arts About. Show about art that's a work of art in itself. Who's that? I was going to say, I was going to pretend you were recording, John, because the crew on this radio show was steadily reducing and I thought it was just going to be me, but almost everyone's back. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you, Sonny. Thank and, you, John. And how should I say welcome back in French? Uh, bienvenue. Oh, it's that simple. Mm. So the only one missing, roll call. I, I, I ran a roll call before we started. Sally's missing. Yes. Where is Sally, Swan? Uh, she's in Pambula. Pambula. Yeah. Where is Pambula? Is that on the coast? Near Marimbula. It is up there. Yeah, yeah. south of Marimbula. It's all the same. I picked up an American hitchhiker once in Gippsland, mm-hmm. and I said, where have you been? And he said... <laughs> That's a bit rude. Carumbara. Carumbara. Yeah. yeah. I said, where are you going? He said, Leongatha. Leongatha. <laughs> well, it makes sense. They're a bit like Pambula and Marimbula. Yeah, well, of course, Pambula's a little north of Eden, and that's where I was that day I broke down in the RPP combi. Right. Yeah. Mm. All right. Apparently, we're doing an art show. Yes. What will you be talking about today, John? Well, not art. I'm going to tell another Kelly story today. Fantastic. Kelly and the Gasworks. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm going to be talking about some of the art I saw in London and Paris and uh, mm. south of France. Ah, and, London. Uh, there's quite a few things to talk about. And the beautiful warm weather. We'll also be talking to Mick Junkovich. He may correct me on that pronunciation in a short while. Good enough. Uh, because we spotted him outside the window and we rapped on the glass and in he came. He's always got a story to tell. That's a bit exciting. I've got a feeling he lurks around there a lot. Yeah, he hangs around. I saw him <laughs> circling. We also have Rochelle in the studio, of course, fresh yeah. from France, but she's not going to say anything. Yeah, she's out here on a three-week How to Speak English tour. Yes. And we're helping her lots, aren't we? Radio. Before we get going, Mick um, insisted on some kind of introductory uh, song for his little bit, and I've chosen this ripper by Anne McHugh, doing a well-known, much-loved favourite. I added that little extra fuzzy bit at the end there. And pretty good it was too. Now, as I was speaking before that great song by Anne McHugh, Australian expat who lives in Nashville and who is fantastic. We are saying that we spotted Mick Yankovic out the window and we beckoned him to come in and he was only too happy to. Good morning, Mick. Uh, good morning. Folks. G'day, Mick. How are you, John? Good. You're in here for a change, not uh, up there in Ryan looking out over Port Phillip, which is your want? Uh, yeah, that's, that is the, that's my nest up there. That, yeah. um, it's quite a nice nest. And uh, my studio. Also, it's a uh, gallery art upstairs. And um, I might just interrupt sure. and do a little, uh, well, just for something for our listeners. Sure. So, Mick, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, just for people that haven't tuned in previously. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm just a, a local artist trying to make a living yep. in, uh, in like- this uh, world of art, which is um, getting harder and harder to sell paintings and uh, as. I'm sure a lot of other artists would uh, vouch for that. It's getting crowded. And it's getting harder. And, um, yeah, I have my own uh, gallery studio upstairs in uh, in the centre of Rye and um, I try and attract people to, um, to 
contemporary culture and uh, and um, um, so it's a shop shop front gallery. No, it's not a shop no. front. It's actually a studio above the shops, right? And it's also a gallery. It's a it's a, a display yep. of my work and my daughter's work at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping to uh, well next week we have an opening of uh, local seven artists who uh, I admire down here who are all working artists, they're all professional and um, and. Yeah. And therein lies the reason why you're here. That's right. Yeah. Now, John, do you know much about these artists on this here list? Is that next week, Mick? That's next Saturday night. I mm. better make a painting. <laughs> <laughs> why not? You're actually on the list, John. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Kmart do good copies. In- yeah. Hey, John. I don't want you churning out one of your giclés and just <laughs> mailing it to Mick. I want you to actually make an effort. All right. Okay. Yeah. We have a large copier that can receive faxes. <laughs> Bridget Thomas, we all know who Bridget Thomas is, and uh, I think most of us admire Bridget's work. I have no idea who she is, John. No, well, me? I mean, by, by us all, I didn't mean you as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We don't expect you to admire anybody, Mark. It's Justine uh, McNamara, yeah. Drew Gregory, John Baird, Maya Drag, Djankovic. Who's that? Pierre-Andre Keshin, is it Keshin? Cheshin. Cheshin and Emma Djankovic. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all uh, excellent art as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, Bridget, an amazing uh, drawer of um, ships and, and uh, all things nautical as yep. well as fish and uh, marine life. Um, Justin McNamara is a, a sort of a, a sentimental uh, sort of... Romantic. A romantic yep. type um, everyday life <clears throat> painter. And uh, um, John, we know John's work. Amazing. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, don't, you're still you in the room, there. John. Sorry. I, I like John's paintings. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Pierre is a uh, stonemason and a, and, a, and a sculptor as well. He's a local dude down from Rye. And um, uh, my daughter's work, who does very funky, fungi-type work. Um, funky, fungi. Funky, fungi. Funky, fungi. So she there's has a lot of mushrooms in her work. Really? Yeah. Are they drawings or paintings? They're or? drawings and yeah. uh, and also uh, graphics. Of um, she wears most of them as tattoos as well. So has she been on the magic mushrooms? Oh, who knows? That's always comforting <laughs> for a dad, isn't it? She's done a few festivals. <laughs> Having his daughter covered in tattoos. Yeah. Uh, so it's really just a collection of people, not a collection of an idea or anything. It's just no, no. It's um, uh, the idea basically came from my wife who said um let's let's do a little exhibition and um we invite the who i think are the are the premier artists on the on the peninsula and uh and um yeah we just have a night out with um and how, booze and how music. do you get people to come is it is it a social media thing um well i i have put it on my facebook and and mm. uh and um instagram and uh there's a few posters around and Hopefully, a few people come around. It's also uh, been advertised through the council as well with um, uh, with various people. And um, plus, yeah, it's just the people, people we all know. Yeah. Swan. We'll I'm just trying to. We know. We're, we're not all like you, living no. alone as a hermit. And I'm just trying to uh, broaden the appeal so people can expect some bright, attractive local flavour. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all local. Yeah. Um, and it's um, um, Drew Gregory does an amazing uh, uh, photorealist work, very, very detailed. He's won quite a lot of awards. Um, um, and um, his work is just, you know, like mesmerising, as in the spectacle of the skill, John would say. And uh, yeah. um, so... Yeah, there's, there's a bit of variety and um, it's just get-together, winter get-together at uh, Gallery Art Upstairs. And when – so so when is it on and what can they expect? Do they get a little drink and a bit of yes, cheese? Yes, absolutely. There's, there's, uh, there'll be wine and nibbles and uh, we open from uh, uh, 6 o'clock till whenever it finishes. Yeah. There'll also be um, uh, a poet doing a little bit of poetry on the night as well. well John and I are great fans, aren't we, of um, local poetry? <laughs> <laughs> Gary means his brown will do a couple of oh, readings. And, um, yeah, probably open the show as well. So. Did you mention, because you do a pretty good sky, Mick, don't you? Aren't you the sky painter? <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He I gives good cloud. Yeah. 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 I give good cloud. Where, when is it and where is it? It's at 2375 Point Lapian Road, Rye. Yeah. Opening 13th of July, Saturday night from yeah. 6 o'clock onwards. Mm-hmm. And finishing on the 18th of uh, August. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Long time. It's yeah. not like commercial. We're not a commercial gallery, mm. so... Have you got like, a sandwich board on the footpath to send yes, people up? Brilliant. Yeah. She's art. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're art. It, it, perhaps, perhaps we could put John's painting out on the sandwich board yeah. with a big arrow on it. Can you do a painting of an arrow, John? Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Mick. Um, one of those blow-up things that go... Yeah, a blow-up man waving his arms. Yeah. A big gorilla. Yeah, silence. Yeah. All right, well, um, that's fantastic, Mick. So if anybody wants to get some nice wintry art and go along and meet local artists and get sort of involved in the whole peninsular art scene, skies, photorealism, John's work. John's pretty famous. Absolutely. Uh, get along. So uh, Saturday the 13th of the 7th. That's correct. At 6pm. Thanks very much, Mick. And I really don't know what's on the player. Let's just hit the button. Thanks, Mickey. Thank you. Disability access. That'll be good for you, Mark. Look, the word inclusive is just as that's what puts me off the most. Really? Yes. You don't... I'm not inclusive. You don't want to hang with the hoi polloi? Well, the hoi polloi is actually... It is the... Don't start. uh, You're wrong. The etymology. Absolutely wrong. uh, You're wrong. Let's go on. So I'll get the wrong button now. Wrong. Right. We'll have to look this up. Oh, it's easy. Um, yeah. It's easy. So, any questions? Welcome back, Mark. Thank I'm you, John. I'm glad to see you sitting there. And uh, we have an opportunity now, of course, to talk about what you've been up to while you've been away. And presumably you looked at some art while you were away, visiting your children in Europe, one of whom I see you've lured back here to Turong. Yes. Yes, yes. He was happy to come back. Look, um... One of the best shows I saw was um, a Vincent show at uh, Vincent van Gogh at the Tate Britain. Okay. Uh, it was about him and the people he'd influenced, like Graham Sutherland and Francis Bacon. Love Graham Sutherland. Graham Sutherland was, was actually more famous than Francis Bacon for a long time. Well, then, yeah. Then he was eclipsed. And uh, was Graham Sutherland part of that whole sort of coastal England thing where was it uh, Cornwall and uh, yeah. Pent uh, what's it called uh, Pent uh, I forget the name of the place but uh, uh, yes he was yeah. which I think was it was good but 
you know, that once you, as you know, once you move to the country, things not, are not quite as um, intense as they are in the city. Well, I love Graham Sutherland's paintings, and one can't imagine him ever painting a screaming pope, but Francis Bacon is pretty good as well. Well, look, the three, the Francis Bacon triptych of um, Vincent in Tarascon, which was just around the oh, corner yeah, where I lived, really? uh, was just brilliant paintings, really yeah. brilliant. The way he's put the colours together, the way he's got this figure of Vincent in this landscape. It's a, it's a great designer, Francis Bacon. He was a great designer. He knew how to put a painting together. He also made furniture, did you know that? Uh, yes, he started off by making th- furniture in the 30s. Some, yeah. of it, some of it you can still find, and it's uh, very expensive. The biggest collection of Francis Bacon furniture ever put together was put together by Patrick White, of all people. Yes, Yep, Patrick was uh, quite a, had quite an eye, and uh, what was his name? Mest, Rory, is it Rory? Roy de Maestro. Roy de Maestro was um, a, a big influence on on um, Francis as well. He was right. a friend with him in England, and well, he and led gave him, him some lessons. I think led him by the hand from furniture making into painting. Yeah. Yeah, but he had a strange relationship with his nanny, didn't he? Uh, I think you're thinking about Percy Granger there, no? no oh, oh, sorry, you're talking about mm. Francis Bacon. Yeah. yeah, he loved his nanny, and he was caught by his father dressed dressed in his mother's silk underwear when he was 16 and what's kicked your, out of the house. What's your point? Well, that, exactly. Who? I think you know, silk underwear is lovely. Mm. Just depends if it's your mother's or not. Anyway, moving on. Um, so that that was a very good show, and then mm-hmm. I went from there to. So heaps of people there. Uh, yes, jam packed. Right. Yeah, but heaps of people, people in London. Ev- people everywhere, all over London, all over Europe. Just so many people, more and more coming in. A lot of a lot of immigrants. Um, all good. A lot of energy. Good feeling of um, renewal in a way. I felt. Um, well, didn't have. Okay. I thought I was, there was going to be this feeling of. of uh, of decay, but, but not at all. It was mm. actually a feeling of renewal. But the weather was good, though, wasn't it? Very hot. But to move on to the from the Tate Britain, I went to the National Gallery, uh, which I think is probably for me one of the best galleries in the world. Mm. It's um, the one on Trafalgar Square, mm. right beside uh, the National Gallery, right isn't beside it? The, yeah. the National Gallery and the National Portrait Gallery. Mm. Okay, so the National Gallery is where they mostly royal collections. Mm. Um, some. Just most beautiful Vincents and um, uh, Impressionist paintings, as well as Leonardo's cartoon of uh, Mary sitting on the knee of uh, her mother, Anne, you know, the black and white uh, drawing. Uh, Rubens' um, landscape was just brilliant. I'm not a big fan of Rubens, but that was a very beautiful landscape. And Rembrandt's um, portraits. Right. Just the whole gallery is, they're free, you walk in, you've got these massive rooms which is filled with those magnificent paintings and not too many people. Good cafe? Uh, I didn't try the cafe, I was too busy trying to do other things. Um, so Mark, I have to point something, or mention something to you. Mm. You know, you were talking about that painting that uh, Monet made, uh, Morning Impression. Yes. Which... Um, May which have been titled, Sunrise. Yes, they couldn't, yeah, it was titled, called Sunset but, at, at, in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, and they titled it in uh, the the movement, impressionist movement, from that from that painting, from the critic, which was a, he was using that as a, yeah. in a derogatory term. And we spoke about it. Yeah, and uh, the next thing I hear is it's coming to Canberra. Yeah, it's going to be there. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be there. It's very, very small painting. Road but, trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get out the RWP Combi and but go to Canberra. You'd seen it before in the Musée Marmoton, which is just yeah. around the corner from the Jardin de Ranelag. Yeah. It's a very small, yeah. no, it doesn't sort of Easy to fit you. into a padded post bag. Not my favourite painting yeah. in the world, but anyway. No, no, it's, it's just a brush strokes. Yeah. You know, it's really very light. Of, you know, it's a very quick impression. Must have been shocking at the time. It was shocking, but no one even bothered to look Ooh. at it. Have you seen any sculpture while you're away? I saw a lot of sculpture. Now, I saw, after going to the um, National Gallery, I came out and thought, I don't really need to see any more art because it was so fulfilling. No. But I tried to go and see um, one of the artists I detest the most in the world, which is, uh, what's that American woman's name who does all those paint, uh, photographs of herself um, mm. dressed up? Tracy... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's escaped to me. Yeah. And she was going to be on. I wanted to see them just to be You spiteful man. <laughs> I mean, Cindy Sherman. Cindy Sherman oh. is the one. And it wasn't on, so I missed out. Is she I, your bête noire? She's, uh, look, I, she's just one of those people. I'm, uh, I'm astonished that she has such... Um, she's extremely wealthy and extremely successful and mm. doing shows everywhere. And they're just photographs of her dressed up. And mm. so, and it's an interesting made, approach, Mark, to go and sort of... Fulfill yourself, get so full of art that you don't think you can tolerate any more, and then go and see an artist you know you detest. Yeah, but he, well, had, he had to empty the tank, you see, had no, to no, let no, a bit it, out. It, it, it's a wonderful feeling. I, I go there trying not to be disappointed, but I was right. disappointed because it wasn't even open, so it was a, a great shame. Right. But um, I saw some magnificent churches as well. I, I went to Westminster, I went to a few other churches in, okay. in London, um, and I, I just find the you know, the, they were the initial museums, and you get there's still the spirit, and the you know, they're empty. There's not many people in there, so you can get that feeling of alone in that architectural. Um, and the difference I gather between English cathedrals or churches and Italian ones is or that, French. Uh, um, the Italians uh, tend to run to the fresco style of art inside, whereas the English, I think, are have um, paintings that can be removed, don't they? And yes, well, I, guess, I think frescoes finished in you know, maybe the 16th, 17th, 18th century. You know, the Renaissance was probably the high point of it. The, the Duomos, which are from the 11th and 12th century in Italy, there you just see the faded frescoes. They're right. just, you know, and they're just magnificent, extraordinary. Mm. The, um, the lack of light, you just get, they're quite dark, and then you just see a little bit of light coming in. In the, the last sandwich. moments of their own ephemeral journey. Exactly. Quite beautiful. Now, um, very good, John. <laughs> yes, the, um, we gave him the thumbs up for yes, that. The, in Paris, there was quite a bit to see as well. Mm. The newest gallery there is called the Louis Vuitton um, museum, which is in the Bois de Boulogne. A suitcase was, museum, isn't it? it? It's um, not, has nothing to do with suitcases. It is a uh, Frank Gehry <laughs> uh, building. Extraordinary beautiful, sort of. Mm. It looks a little bit like, I think it was influenced by the um, Opera House. It's like sales. And they're, they're, you've got this building, which is, it doesn't look so large from the outside. It's one of those incredible architectural Phenomenon where he's built something extremely large inside, but when you go outside, it just doesn't. It looks very small. Does it look like a bit of screwed up paper, like some Gary 
Well, look, he's, the drawings of it, you can see the whole sort of the conception to the realization. Uh, you can follow it. And they're, they're just these sort of squiggly lines in the beginning. And he, he does do the screwed up paper bit. Even the trees are just bits of screwed up paper when right. you see the model. The, 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 um, and I wonder if uh, he, like um, Gaudi, has a building permit now. Well, that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gaudi's um, Sagrada Familia in Barcelona mm, was finally no. given a building permit. Oh. 186 years after he first applied. That's a bit like my renovation in Rosebud. Exactly. I'm still praying. Exactly. So they finally got it. It's going to be finished in about 10 years' time too. I so don't we, think so. Just, no, in, just in time for it to fall down. Uh, no, it's not going to fall down. Well, it didn't get a building permit. No, it did It's probably got subgrade contract it's not like uh, those, concrete. Not like those buildings in Sydney. Um, the, the Louis Vuitton building was one thing and inside mm. there was a Carl Andre sculpture Carl Andre okay. is still alive mm. and they were that um, was just wooden cedar blocks one sitting up and one lying down all along the line of the of a very large room with Joan Mitchell paintings around the outside right not Joni Mitchell not Joni that's my smart ass yeah. job well, well that's what everyone seems questions. to come up with but yeah. Joan Mitchell was way before Joni Mitchell yeah uh, she's a very really? abstract expressionist he was Joni part, Mitchell's about 70 well Joan Mitchell's dead so ah he beat her to it ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. right so she was a 50s painter abstract expressionist same time as Jackson Pollock and mm-hmm. pretty good too very good very good. With Lee Krasner, who was Jackson Pollock's wife, who's mm-hmm. now getting more kudos from her paintings, which are quite good. We have a great Lee Krasner painting at the NGV at headquarters. Really? Yeah, which a big one? purple one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, Sly Tombly was influenced by her, huh? Right. Very much so. Anyway, that was uh, very, uh, worth going to. If anyone's going to Paris, go to the Louis Vuitton Museum. In um, I managed to sneak in without paying as well, which is always a great pleasure. What a surprise. Nice, exactly. Kel surprise. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> then there was Berth Morisot at uh, the Musée d'Orsay. Ah. Uh, Berth Morisot was an impressionist. At the same time, she married um, Manet's brother, Edouard Ooh. Manet. That would be uh, a hot old time in the was uh, a hot old time. Le she, Belle Epoque. She was the one who she posed for the um, naked woman in the Déjeuner sous l'herbe, which was that famous oh, yeah. painting. I love that. Nude. Of the prostitute. Yeah. Well, she wasn't a prostitute. She no, was just naked. It's the one. Of no, no, you're no. thinking about his um, uh, where she's lying down on, yes. on the bed, which yes. was taken after Velasquez. But uh, no, this is one where Déjeuner sous l'herbe is two men dressed mm. and a woman sitting there naked on oh. the, having a picnic in that, the in the. Garden. And that little it's very uh, nude where she's kind of got her knees drawn up and yeah. she's one leg stretched out and it's a really elegant and beautiful yeah. pose. Yeah. But it's appeared in paintings everywhere ever since. Yes. You know, it's been borrowed and borrowed and yeah. borrowed. Yeah, it had a huge effect. Occasionally stolen. Yeah. So look, Berth Morris, so I don't know if you know her very well, John. Are you I've really? seen pictures. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's... Interiors. Uh, interiors. This is the thing. Mm. I was there with my uh, other daughter... Um, who was thinking that um, there was a lot of interiors which didn't really... It was just interiors, which is a, eventually a problem. Right. Very light-stroked painting, but you could see the, 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 the sort of underpaint as a well. A lightly touch. Very light, light touch. touch. Yeah. Uh, you know, the real impressionist in that sense, but finally, Drenched in light, as they drenched say. Drenched in light. A little bit tedious in the end, especially yeah. when you walk out and see a Gauguin um, right. landscape, which so just... lacked oomph. Lacked a bit of oomph. Mm. Yep. Um, 
I was going to say, Swanee, Rochelle, wake up. Rochelle is yawning. <laughs> yes, well, she can. Inside. Inside. It, it is. Well, look, warm. we've got to speak a little bit no. about art, no? Absolutely. And I'm very impressed. The um, the other thing was it was extremely warm, as you probably know. And, yeah. uh, we were reading about it over here. Yes. It was lovely in the evening. The English lovely were evening. fainting. The English were. It was about 30 degrees. Um, oh, that's it. That's all the Thank you. I'll just oh, plug my it. headphones in. Well, yeah. why don't we just listen to some nice music as a break? And are we coming back with you, John? Yeah, let's. This is an old time favourite of the show. Friends of the show, Simon and Garfunkel. What a commanding, stentorian tone. And so it is. Time for John on. Yeah. And uh, you promised us another Kelly story. Yeah, Kelly and the Gasworks. Oh. Who's Kelly? Kelly's, well, you've been away for most of the Kelly stories. Kelly was my dog when I was a child. Oh, yes. No, yeah. I did get the Philip Island one. Right. Oh, that was yeah. a beauty. Yes. A little wire-haired terrier. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. the best. She Wearing le- a cape, a red cape with a yellow K on it. Yes. Yeah. And she leapt off a roof once. Kelly used to uh, sit around inside when we were uh, reading or watching the television or mm. doing things that... Uh, Arty. That didn't require us moving around or making noise. Uh, Kelly would sit in the kitchen, like uh, in a kind of sphinx pose, oh, yes. staring at the gap between the stove and the cupboard because a mouse had come out of there once, some years previously, and she would sit there in the full expectation that it would reappear. You know, she was just waiting for that moment. Your yeah, dogs are like that. Cats. Meanwhile, uh, I. Uh, wait, you know how you had a uh, bell on your bike on the handlebars? Ding. Ooh. Fantastic. Ting. Yeah. Yep. Or ring. Well, yep. Yeah. Well, yes. we always thought it was a little, well, I myself always thought it was a little bourgeois just to have a bell on the bike handlebars. So rather than removing it completely, I had about five of them, five different bells, and I could play tunes while I was riding along if I wanted to. I hardly believe that, John, <laughs> but it sounds good. <laughs> I had different. Oh, you just had the card with the on, you know the card on this on the. Well, uh, that's part of what I, we're no, talking it'd about. Be like, it'd be like it'd be like Jaco, you know. Where is Jolo? Uh, ting tong, ting 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 tong, ting tong, ting tong tong. Is that how? It, uh, it was more of a kind of a um, SOS sort of setup, right? But um, I would go outside occasionally while Kelly was sitting in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I rang the bell on the bike handlebars, Kelly would leap to her feet and she would uh, run from the kitchen towards the laundry, do a right-hand turn, sliding sideways and scrabbling on the lino in perfect control, head through the laundry, dive headfirst through the dog door, never doubting that it was open. Not didn't hesitate for a moment, just went headfirst towards it every time. That the little peg wasn't somehow... Yeah. Right. Because it, in fact, wasn't a door. It was a kind of piece of rubber nailed over a hole that my father had cut some slashes in. It was sort of like a sphincter that she would fly out through. Good Lord. And then she she would head into the backyard, do another right-hand turn round between the incinerator and the laboratory, and then down between the laboratory and the neighbour's fence. I'll just stop you right there. The laboratory? Yeah, where we used to make bombs and stuff like that. Brilliant, (laughs) brilliant. Or get the dog plastered. She would tear down the side there and then leap easily over the five-foot-high fence that had put there to a container. Five-foot-high and rising? Yeah. 
and uh, be standing next to me ready to go for a ride, you know. So I'd take off on the bike and Kelly would come with me. And she knew, at one th- and this is because, Mark, at one stage you had the playing card on the on the back of the car. Oh, of course. The spokes. With a peg. Yeah. yeah. And it drove her so nuts <clears throat> that she tried to kind of bite the card and she got a couple of spokes in the nose. <laughs> And so she wouldn't go near the spokes of the bike. She'd stay a kind of respectful metre away. Yeah, smart But dog. nor would she go through a pack of playing, playing cards. She wouldn't go near playing cards either. She hated them. She'd, uh, you know, yeah. she'd blamed the card more than the bike, possibly. Um, so she'd stay a metre away and we'd uh, take off and we'd go around the corner <coughs> to my friend Pete's house. Pete's had a... Pete. I'd ring a certain kind of combination of bell calls and Pete would know it was me out the front and Kelly. Like Pavlov's dog, he'd come running. He'd come out with his dog, Ah. who was called Scylla. It was a big black schnauzer. Is this Peter Lorbeck? No, Peter Barton. You're not allowed to get parochial chaps. And uh, his dog was called Scylla after Scylla Black. Oh, brilliant. So Step inside, Scylla, love. Black. So yes. Scylla, Black, Kelly and Pete and I had ride off. Yep. And uh, we're in the habit of going round to Cheltenham to the old gas works in Cheltenham. And if the gas works were there now, it's the kind of building that would be turned into an art gallery. Yeah, as pub- they do all over, over, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, a big chimney, lots of little glass windows mm. and huge doors on the side that were big enough to put a big semi-trailer through that a, a small door in the big door that you could just get through yourself. Yeah, right? the personnel door. Yeah. yeah. So we'd go in through the personnel door and uh, Kelly would take off to see what kind of rodents were available for chasing and Scylla would just go with Kelly. She didn't know what was going on, really. She'd just go where Kelly went. And Pete and I had been for some time working on a particular large pressure gauge we wrenching to, it from the wall. We used that, to do that sort of thing. We were trying to bend it off its pipe yeah. and uh, get it home because we kind of liked it. Yeah, take it didn't a occur to us that to take a spanner because, and we tried in fact the spanners, the little insubstantial spanners in the little bag on the back of the bike seat. Oh, don't but, we remember them? But uh, they didn't work out no, at all. Of course not. Uh, so we'd just go over there and wrench away at the uh, at the meter while the dogs ran around. And then it was load up, back off, and back home. And it was a good day out, Mark. <laughs> That's <laughs> Down brilliant. To the gas works. Of course, you know, the, the steampunky hipsters would love a nice old gas gauge now. And we just like to trip out, I think. And Kelly and I get home both totally exhausted. Is that, are they the gas works that are on the Pean Highway? Yeah. That are now being turned into apartments? Well, oh. the building's gone, the apartments have been built. The chimney's still there. The chimney's still there. Yeah, yeah gas and fuel. Yeah, we had a gas works in Box Hill as well, mm. with the gasometer and everything. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Hey Swan, yeah, you know how you're interested in robotics? Of course. I was uh, I, flip, flipping through a New Scientist mag- magazine recently. Yep. And uh, there was an article about an invention that someone had come up with, which was even in, for New Scientist had an interesting title on the uh, article. It's called "This Year's Creepiest Invention." And uh, it was a three-staged uh, mechanical digit that fits into the USB port on your phone. Oh, my God. Like a finger. 
yeah. about the size of a finger, and it comes with a lifelike rubber sheath with a <gasps> fingernail on the end, or a red uh, furry kind of cover, <laughs> like a tail. <laughs> <laughs> and you can run this thing so you can make it apparently it can drag the phone across a table by making a kind of a, dra- a dragging motion it's like thing yeah like thing, the thing. Well, yes yeah. down thing just thing yeah. <laughs> well i thought to myself if they can make one finger surely they can make four a set of four and an opposing digit absolutely be, and they could have an, a hand attached yeah. to your phone what could go wrong there because there was one of those um horror films out of limits was about out of limits yeah, yeah. And Doctor Strangelove was was attacked oh, by his right. own hand. Yeah, in Deadly Earnest, his his claw was out of hand as well. Claw, yeah, like claw. Yeah, no, I watched the Bot Wars or whatever they're called on TV, where they you know they properly fight them together in a well. We just saw the stadium. Uh, playing soccer. Yeah, yeah robots playing robots soccer. Playing soccer. That was, slow. that was. I was going to say that was an exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to ask your eternal question now, John? Um, Mark. Uh, well, no, I'm not really. Is that it, John? Yeah, that's it. That, that is yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. No, I think I'm going to call your segment. Is that it? Well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. See how that goes. Yeah, it's nice um, and droll. One of, the, one of the things I saw in Paris was a um, a woman who had a, a little fan which had a USB port fitted into the telephone. Oh, yeah. And you could have your while you're looking at your telephone, you could have the fan oh, blowing it because it was rather warm. Lovely. Blowing blowing your face at the same time. Yeah, your yeah. battery time would be about you know ten uh, seconds. Yeah, they're getting better batteries. Yeah, but batteries you just hold them against a thing on the wall these days. I know. It's magical. Up. How did that work? I don't know. But they're getting closer to being able to send power over a Wi-Fi. And you realise, of course, that was Tesla's great plan. Yeah. Wireless electricity. Yes. Yeah. That's what sent him mad and broke everybody that backed him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, I went into Tesla. Uh, my friend John in England had a Tesla. It took me down from London to Hampshire. Mm-hmm. It's the most extraordinary, comfortable and wonderful car. Beautiful cars. Beautiful cars and unbelievable. The, oh, the, um, the, you're take-off. talking about the car. I'm talking about the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the mad scientist. Elon Musk. No, no, no Tesla, Tesla himself. Oh, Nic- Tesla himself. Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, I he, he wanted wireless electricity. He, he built a tower to transmit wireless electricity. He had that idea that yeah. John's saying is now becoming a But he terrified everyone and people wouldn't let yeah, him do yeah. it because they were terrified of getting, you know... Yeah, and as Dick Van Dyke would say in Mary Poppins, rightly so. <laughs> well, Wi-Fi power, is a, is, they're very near to, and uh, the advantage of that, of course, will be... They'll have towers along highways that Great. electric cars will be able to charge themselves oh, as that, they go by. Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah. if a human being gets well, it's microwave. If you if you jump up between those two two towers, you'll get fried. You know, really? microwave transmission. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, that's very fascinating, John. Did you have anything else to say, Mark, before I ask the girls in the typing pool to whip up the news? Uh, I thought I did, but no, I don't. Ooh. So that remark of yours, Swan, about uh, getting fried between the towers, yeah. does that, is that as true as your other claim that the Chinese have gone to the back of the moon, to the dark side of the moon, where they're building a ray gun? Well, I didn't. You extrapolated. <laughs> they have gone to... Well, they tried. I think it yeah. exploded on impact. But they tried to get to the dark side of the moon, mm. yes... And they will very shortly. And if you don't believe me about a microwave t- tower, just clamber up that 
grill work with a hunk of steak in your hand and hold it up there. <laughs> it'll be it'll be <laughs> very well done in a matter of minutes. I can't wait to do that actually. Oh, I can hold the steak in the hand on the end of my phone. Yeah. All right, now news. This is going to be an exciting affair. I'm the only one with a run order. Yeah. And I should mention, if I turn these girls down a bit, that we got to, we just spoke to Mank, Mick Yankovic before, didn't we? Yep, we did. And his exhibition... Art well, Upstairs. Art Upstairs thing is going to be... Uh, between the thirteenth and the seventh, uh, between the thirteenth of the seventh and the eighteenth of the eighth, at two three seven five Point Nepean Road, Rye, yep. and that that Saturday the thirteenth is the opening, and he's assured everyone that he's going to make them some stroganoff. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah I'm everyone gets of a stroganoff, stroganoff so. and vodka as much right. as you can drink. Right? Isn't that right, Mick? Yes. Now, I do have something to say. Really? That, uh, well, you've got... There's a dating app, which you might know about, and it's fueling STIs amongst pensioners. What's STI? Sexual oh. transmitted diseases. Well, that's STD. ST... This is... Uh, gonorrhea among the over 65s is rising at nearly double the national average with divorce and dating apps blamed for promiscuity amongst Pensioners. Good Lord. That's fantastic. Isn't that fantastic news? The number of cases rose by 42% for old people last year compared with the overall average of 26%. This is in England. Public Health England said there are around 448,000 cases of sexually transmitted infections diagnosed, a 5% rise from 2017. Well, you've been busy, haven't you, mate? It's a good idea to get syphilis at that age. It won't reach the tertiary stage before you drop dead. Well, look, the people are living longer, Sonny, so uh, be careful as you are a pensioner. (laughs) <laughs> he's shocked to hear it. He didn't no, know. No, no. <laughs> I love it when he's got nothing to say. Well, you've just been listening to Arts About. As usual, we've run right to the wire, thanks to Mark. We'll see you all next week with Sally, and you can podcast all this business, apparently. See you later, chaps. <laughs>